We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is recorded and pay our respects to Elders past, present and Aboriginal Elders emerging. The Vale Podcast, driven by pioneer Ford Robin Vale. It's worth the drive. It sure is. And we're back. Oh, what about the website? No, because that's not an ad. There's all sorts of different oh, <laughs> rules. <hard. laughs> it's not that hard. Yeah. And we're not back. This is the beginning. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Can you sort no, yourself we're out, back please? from last week. Oh, yes, we are. Yeah. Uh, you're a little bit worse for wear today. Yeah, it's those Pilates. No, it's not the Pilates. It's the day drinking while you've been on holidays. No, it was only one day. Not a spring chicken anymore? Well, it has been. A, that was the end of the week of festivities. <laughs> no, well, that's, that equates to more than a week. No, By started, my calculation. No, I started Tuesday. Oh, you started Tuesday. Yeah. So, okay, it was a Tuesday to Tuesday week of yeah, birthday. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <sighs> right. And it was good to catch up with everyone over the last week because mm. we obviously are not going to see each other for the next six weeks. <laughs> yeah. So good timing. Yeah. Thanks for that. Facilitating yeah, thanks for, some... Yeah. Thanks for being born. Thanks, <laughs> <Yeah>. Mum. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, we are going back into stage three restrictions. Yes, so... Just remember, people, it's not about you. <laughs> it's not about me. <laughs> you are a twit. Uh, the restrictions are the same as they were last time. Yes. For us. And I know there's a lot of confusion about whether or not biz- different businesses around here can stay open. If you were open during the last lockdown, you can stay open this time. Yes. Yeah. Melbourne are in the harsh lockdowns. Mm. So their industry construction. It's pretty much stopped. Yeah. Everything stops. Mm. Which is, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out yes. over the next six weeks. Well, I'm not going to say it, but they had themselves to blame. Well, we may as well say, and I said it to um, Gordon this morning, who they were talking, the co- I was having a word with the Common Sense Parliament out the front of Marciano's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, Gordo made the comment about how they could still, you know, have their daily meetings out the front in groups of two. And I said to him, stop looking for loopholes. This is why we're in this situation. Yeah. People looking for loopholes and how to find lawful ways to not follow the rules. And I think that was that was met with approval from the rest of the House of Parliament. But now that the Premier has declared a state of disaster, that shifts power quite a bit. Are you aware yeah. of this? I'm not going to get into too much. No, you, clearly you're not by the look on Sorry. your face. Yeah, no, I, I kind of missed that question because I was looking at a Snapchat from Emma. Are you serious? Yeah, sorry. But and now I'm all here. Wow. I'm all here. Yeah. Go again. State of disaster. How good is that? No, it's, it's not. It's terrible for everyone. It is. Well, oh, Charlie, I'm a little befuddled that I'm sitting here talking to you. You're on your phone looking at Snapchat. I thought you were looking for important information. Oh, I was for starters, but then I got a Snapchat from Emma. So. <laughs> They're always funny. Oh, thanks very much. Mm. I, now I feel very important. No, no, talk about your state of emergency. No, well, it's not a state of emergency anymore. It's a state of disaster, oh, which means right. that the power now shifts to the police, essentially. They can overwrite legislation. They can overwrite all sorts of things. I actually thought that um, a state of disaster meant that ScoMo could now step in and the feds could step in and overwrite the state. It doesn't. I don't know where I read that or why I thought I, but I did check with Anne and it, it doesn't. doesn't. No. Um, but it does give the police a lot more power. So do the right thing because the police will stop you. And I saw some examples of that already. Yes, the in- water popo were on the water yesterday. Oh, were they? Yeah, the no. water popo? Yeah. 
I was the fuzz, actually the fuzz. <laughs> I was actually talking about the local constabulary yeah. um, stopping some people today that have not been that weren't wearing masks and yes, um, I was talking to a few of them and uh, they said there was a couple of fishers yesterday mm. trying to do a runner when mm-hmm. they saw the cops they knew they were on the wrong and they still tried to do a runner. Yeah, I don't understand that. Mm. Just behave yourself. Do the right thing so we can get through this. Mm. And, Without um, any fines. Yeah. But I don't know about the fines being effective. Clearly they're not. People are not scared yeah, of no fines. Really cares. No, because they probably won't pay them. And the masks. Uh, so I've got one here made by the Scrunchy Sisters. Ah. Do you know they're, um, they're supporting the 42K campaign? Oh, nice. Go they're on. donating 42 cents from every sale. Yeah. Um, to the campaign, which is awesome. Did oh. you pay for that? Uh, it was actually a birthday present from oh, Peter and Prina. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, fair enough. There you go. Yeah. Um, but also I saw them uh, out at the Valley store today, uh, the box, of, not the homemade ones, but a box of the surgical ones. Mm. And they were not that expensive. They were 40 bucks for a uh, pack of 50. Oh, that's good. I paid yeah. $60 at um, MCAL Plus last week. Mm. Mm. They are comfortable. Those disposable ones are quite comfortable. Yes, but you can only wear them for four hours. Oh, really? Yeah. Where does it state that on the box? Uh, I don't know if it's stated on the box. No, it doesn't. But pretty sure that's what they've told us. That is what they've told us with our masks that work. You're a healthcare professional, though. Does that go you know, for... Yes. Really? Even for wearing them around a branch. How come? Uh, I don't know. Just because they fill with bacteria? I think uh, you can, they start to go soggy. Oh, do they? Yeah. I haven't worn one for that long because I've got my... That's four hours continuously. Like, that's a lot. Four hours continuously is a lot. Yeah. And, and I... You shouldn't be wearing it for that long. Like, let's give... Like, we, we, yes, we have to wear masks, but if you're just going to the supermarket, who spends four hours in the supermarket? Have you ever tried shopping with kids? <laughs> Still not four <laughs> no. hours. No, that's true. And you shouldn't be lingering out anyway, especially yeah. now. You shouldn't be out lingering for that long. Yeah. Should you? Um you also don't have to do one. I found this is a little bit of motivation. You don't have to wear one if you are running, but if yes, you're walking, if you're walking you, do. you do. Yeah. I found out yesterday morning I went for a run, uh, sorry, a walk with Harley, mm. and it is so annoying because it fogs up my glasses. Mm. So I started running just so I could take it off. Yeah. Well, see, there you go. Yeah. There's a benefit. Sorry, it wasn't for long. <laughs> is it on Strava? No. Well, then it didn't happen. No. <laughs> hey, we've got Colin Hicks to talk about stuff very soon and tax advice with Noel because a lot of tax questions. And Kato coming in. And Kato, but we do Kato oh, separately. Separate. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So that. Oh, but it's, it's good to listen to. It is no, good to listen to and oh, we do put it out everywhere. Start again. <laughs> is English your say, second language? Well, I'm trying to say it to make it look like we haven't already done it, but we. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone's under any illusion that we do this live, Charlie. <laughs> so I was trying to uh, Google Translate. But I can't find uh, Tongan or Fijian. What did she – I've got to ask her. She's Tongan. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. it's not on my Google Translate. Everyone loves Google. Uh, anyway, so um, there you go. <laughs> Kato's coming up, but she's good. Yeah. Well, she's coming up in a separate one that's for the language people. <laughs> Never work with children, animals or Charlies. Yes. If you've got a family, you're probably as busy at home as you are at work, which is why it's smart to rely on a Ford SUV to keep your family moving. Like the seven-seat Ford Everest Trent rear-wheel drive for only $55,990 drive away. 
Plus, get up to three years free scheduled servicing until September 30. So move it and get to your participating Ford dealer now. Recommended price. T's and C's apply. See Ford.com.au for details. Get details on the website, pioneerford.com.au. We've been waiting a long time for this. Um, I won't call it an interview. I'll call it an informal chat with a local legend, Colin Hicks. <laughs> How are you, Uncle Cole? Yeah, I'm fine, thanks. Jo. That's good. <laughs> We're fashion, Cole. <laughs> we- you seem so nervous. I don't know why. Well, I am. Why? Because I've never done this before. Yeah, you'd never even listen to the podcast, you tell me. Exactly. Well, you know how to now. Yep. Set Show you up. Me. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you can listen to your son who was on a couple Up-wise of weeks thing. ago from Dubai. He's in Dubai at the moment, yeah. Mm. Have you talked to him since he left? Yes. No. Yep. Oh. Yep. oh, so you can just ring him up. No, nah, he rings us. Uh, yeah. He's on um, long shifts and stuff, isn't he? He's only, yeah. yeah. 12, 12 hour shifts. Mm. Um, yeah. I don't know exactly what he's doing, but. No one knows exactly what no. he's doing, and that's the way we like it. No, it's ignorance all, is bliss. Well, it's all secret squirrel stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but there's there's a reason that we don't like to know, and there's probably a good reason why they've called him over there to handle information. We don't need to know that information. But anyway, we'd like to get some information out of you. You've been in isolation for two weeks. Yep. yep. Because you're in Melbourne. Yes, we went down to the Royal Children's. Um, our we call her our daughter. It's our granddaughter who uh, we have a permanent care for. Mm. Um, has a pacemaker in that's uh, recorded, it's, it's uh, monitored, and talks to the computers in Melbourne at the Children's. Mm. Um, apparently it alarmed, uh, not last week, but uh, nearly three weeks ago now. Um, they wanted us down there to check out why. Mm. And, uh, as it turned out, um, Just nothing serious. Um, but they... Did x-rays, etc., and found out that um, the battery life on the monitor, on the uh, defibrillator pacemaker that she has to have mm. has about three or four months' life left in it. Um, so she's going to have to go down, have her chest opened up down the centre again, down the sternum, and uh, replace the battery and the wiring to the heart. Mm, so goodness me. I'm looking forward to. No. When, are they, when are they doing that? Is a no, they, they're going to have a yeah. meeting with all the yeah. whoever's involved and uh, decide when they're going to do it and we'll have to go back down again. Mm. Do they have to do it in Melbourne? Can you go to... No, it's got to be done at the Children's. Uh, yeah. No, but I mean, like I said, of going to Melbourne because it's a hotspot, go to Adelaide or Sydney, no? No, they, the, all the cardiologists are in Melbourne, so it'll be done in Melbourne. And the Royal Children's is where you'd want to be exactly. for, for young Taylor. She's such a happy kid though, isn't she? Certainly is, yeah. She's a beautiful little girl. How's she going otherwise? Oh, excellent. Um, mm. She does have cerebral palsy, so she can't talk very much, but certainly lets us know what she wants and understands absolutely everything we say to her. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, she's going well. Yeah, she's such a beautiful kid. Oh, that's – I don't like hearing that she has to have another – how many surgeries will that be? That'll be the third time her heart's been uh, – sorry, her chest's been opened up in uh, three, three and a half years. Um, spent Diane and Taylor spent nearly four years continuous down there. Mm. She was on the transplant list for a new heart, but um, they've now taken her off, taken her off that list um, as she doesn't hasn't had any episodes for that time. Mm. Uh, but if anything does go wrong, she'll be put straight back on. Oh, will and she? Be, and be classed as an emergency. Yeah. So she'll get the first available. Suitable heart. Mm. 
She's only a little dot too, so I suppose the suitable heart means that it needs to be a little one, a little one, yeah, which makes it more so more hard, mm. more harder to to find one new. Oh, and the thought, oh. yeah, sad for the other family. Yeah, it is. It's a it's a bittersweet situation. Like, um, we'll we'll benefit, or Taylor will benefit, and and we'll be very very grateful. Mm. But sadly, somebody else has to lose a life for that to happen. Mm. The life of a child, you just don't even want to think about it, dude. It's heartbreaking. So, how's uh, retirement going? <laughs> uh, actually, very good at the moment. It hasn't, yeah. uh, only, I haven't missed it except one day I was sitting out at Happy Valley having a coffee and two ambulances were there and uh, the pages went off and they both jumped in and took off with their lights and sirens going. And I just thought, oh, I'd like to be going to that, yeah. whatever it is. Um, but apart from that, no, I haven't missed it at all. Oh. Mm. Oh, that's probably not the answer you wanted, is it, Charlie? No, no that's good. Mm. Hey, have that's you, good. you haven't made, yeah, you've made the right choice then. You've mm. uh, got out when you Yeah, I think I was, I was ready, yeah. Yeah, mm. beautiful. After after 45 years and 69-year-old, I think I'm yeah, I'm ready for it. Are you yeah. 69, Cole? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Looks like a spring chicken. He does look like a spring chicken. I wouldn't have. That means a big party next year then, doesn't it? If we're allowed to. Well, it's in <laughs> yeah. it's in January, February, isn't it? So yeah, it is in February. Uh, probably won't be allowed to. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, fingers crossed. So uh, that was going to be my first question. You forty five years in the ambulance. Yeah, I um started on the seventh of the seventh seventy five in um, in Warnable. Mm. Um, did nearly three years in Warnable, and um, one of my daughters. I won't embarrass her by saying the name, but she used to have a lot of respiratory problems and was in, in hospital as much as she was out. Um, so it, every time we came home to Robinvale for a holiday or a weekend or whatever, she improved. Mm. So when um, there was positions advertised in up here in Robinvale and Mildura, I put in for them. Um, didn't get the first ones. Uh, I did it again six months later and had a letter from the doctor down there saying that uh, it would suit my daughter, mm. uh, the dry area. So anyway, the boss at the time put us on and, yeah, she never looked back. It was good for her and it was good for me. I did six months in Mildura and uh, spent the rest of the time here. And good for the community because we've had you here for that very, very long time. That was before I was born. <laughs> Only just. <laughs> Only just. A long time. It was three years. Yeah, only just in the scheme of things. So how did you get into it? Because I, I would imagine, you know, that long ago, the process was probably quite different. Very different. Um, I had a relation or a cousin that was in Mildura and I used to talk to him uh, a lot and he described the job. I decided that uh, fruit blocks weren't for me, uh, working with Dad. I went up and had an interview in Mildura and um, a couple of a couple of interviews actually and didn't get in. Um, but the situation then, all you did was you um, you walked in and uh, asked if there was a job going. Um, really? Yeah. It's just, it's just like being a mechanic. Yeah, it was. You, you, um, if the boss, if the superintendent at the time liked you, like what you told him, he put you on. Um, if you had, back then, you, they preferred you to have life experience. I was... I was 24. Um, I'd worked uh, on, on the block here since leaving school or prior to leaving school even. Um, I had an I had a talk to 
the second in charge of Mildura and he was going to Warrnambool as the superintendent. And uh, he must obviously liked what he what he saw and heard. So when he got down there and the job came vacant, he rang me up and asked me if I wanted a job. So Easy as that. Just like that. Just like yeah. that. And then um, the, the training-wise, we uh, had to go to Melbourne for, uh, I think it was six weeks, do your initial training, come back to the branch, uh, run on the road with a, a um, mentor for six months, go back down to Melbourne, pass an exam and uh, come back for another 12 months, Another go back for another couple of weeks and then pass another exam. Uh, it took three years, then you came out as a ambulance officer, a qualified ambulance officer, grade three. Wow. Um, and that was it. You ran on your own and, and uh, back then you ran on your own. You didn't have – there was, there was uh, no second officer on the car, used no ACOs. You used to stack them too high? Sorry? You used to stack them too high? Uh, yeah, we did. Um, <laughs> I did. They had two stretches in there. In the, in really? The, yeah. At four. Four stretches. Four, four. four stretches. Yeah, four stretches. The cars were all four stretches. Had two on the floor and two up on the roof um, if you went to a big accident and there was more than two patients, you didn't pull, you didn't call another car. Yeah. You swung them down, they hooked up and you slid the stretches in onto the runners and you had four patients in the back of the car. Um, to, the driver was whoever you grabbed on the side of the road, usually a police officer. Um, they drove us in and we treated four patients in the back. It didn't matter whether they were seriously ill or seriously hurt or just minor injuries. We looked after them in the back on our own, four of them, which, and, and which I did transport three or four times, top loaded, had four in the back. Really? For major road traumas and yep, things like yep. that? Wow. God, things have changed a well, bit, haven't have they? Changed now. It's one We're stretcher, now, yeah. one stretcher, two, two. <laughs> one paramedics. stretcher that opens up by itself, kind of. Yeah, so everything we did was manual. You did it all by yourself, by hand. Now everything's stretchers are all just as Charlie just said. You push a button, the legs come up. The um, yeah, so it's it's a lot easier now compared to what we did. Mm. Um, now, if you go out to a road accident, well, it's usually a minimum of two ambulances sent, dispatched, Micah um, paramedics are dispatched. But, um, yeah, you end up with heaps of people there. That, that's just mind-boggling, isn't it? A lot of changes. Yeah. Changes. Do you think there's been a change in the types of um, people and personalities that become AMBOs now? Oh, definitely. Mm. Very definitely, yes. Yeah. Discuss. Like <laughs> <laughs> I am looking at you. <laughs> well, I'm not going whether good, it's good or bad. I'm, uh, Just different. It's very different. Mm. Very, different. very different. Yes. But the world's a different place too yeah, now. Now, now you, the, the uh, paramedics now go to uni. I think it's a three-year course still. Okay. Um, they come out and then they have to find a job, mm. uh, whereas I had the job before I started. Mm. Uh, huge difference. Yeah, phenomenal. So did you even have a first aid oh, – I suppose first aid certificates yeah, weren't even a around. thing, no. were no, they? When, when I started, no, there was no – you didn't – you did say you walked in off walked the street. Walked mm. um, Out of my own family, my siblings, sisters, there was uh, five girls and myself. Mm. Um, there was three nurses. Then I became a paramedic, so there was four of us in the medical field. Whether that was something that was in our family, I don't know. But mm. I like to think we all made – 
made good at what we did, <laughs> yeah. made what a difference. We, what we wanted to do, yeah. 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 Uh, so, Cole, apart from obviously working, having an opportunity to work with me, what's uh, the <laughs> highlight of the group? <laughs> Uh, highlights. Uh, there's been a lot. Um, How many babies have you delivered? I lost count. Really? I don't know. It's. Um, Haven't you got a little black book that you write them all down uh, in? And, nah? uh, no. No. You know all those kids going walking around. The, their name's Colin. <laughs> the ones he delivered. <laughs> no, actually, I never. I never had one named after me. I know. Oh, really? In forty-five years. In forty-five years, oh, I know there's a lot no. of paramedics walking around that do have. Babies named after them, but I wasn't one of them. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. It's between here and Mildura, I've delivered quite a lot. Yeah, right. Um, highlight, the real highlight of the job was when uh, my granddaughter Emma um, went through uni and, and passed and is now a qualified paramedic working out of Mildura, which mm. is fantastic. Makes uh, you proud, doesn't it? It does, very. Mm. Uh, I do have another granddaughter in Sydney going through the course, but uh, I don't, I'm not sure how long before she's finished. Is she? Maddie's being Maddie becoming – that's Maddie. Jason's daughter. Maddie to become a paramedic as well, yeah. Oh. That's great. I must yeah. have had some influence. Well, that's what you get when you have positive role models, isn't it, Colin? <laughs> and Colin is one of the most positive people you're going to meet. Are you? Don't laugh. I'm is. not. I'm laughing. He is when it comes to the job. Well, Colin's never had to attend – a job for me. I see Colin sitting around the barbecue while Diane cooks it at home. Which <laughs> <laughs> no. jobs to cook? Oh, don't oh, say that oh, in no. this room, Colin. <laughs> don't say that. But isn't yeah. a man's place around the barbecue? <laughs> yeah, sit there and drink. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't expand on that, Colin. Not in this room. <laughs> Highlights, obviously part of the job, but lowlights as well. You would have seen oh, some lights. horrific stuff. Yes, very. In the beginning, 45 years ago, there wouldn't have been the counselling services and the well-being services that no. you get now. So how no. did you deal with all that? Um, it still happens now in the ambulance service. Black humour. You'd go out and do a job and, and if, if the public had walked into the rec rooms and, and – They'd go, oh, what terrible people! Mm. But it was our way of coping. Mm. It, you'd, you'd come back and you would, you'd have to, you would, you would talk about it with uh, your workmates. Um, back when I started, it was all male. There was there was no females. It was all male. Um, but you would, you'd talk to your your, your workmates. Um, I could go home and talk to Diane about anything, and and um, no, it wouldn't go any further. Mm. Which which. It can't go any further. Mm. Um, but it's you all, need it's that. It's also hard for people that are not in the job to understand. It is very mm. hard. Yeah. Even though Di would have, you know, seen what you're going through, mm. it's always hard for someone that's not in the job to understand what you mm. actually do. But you, you would need that support at home. Oh, more than you probably even realised at the time. Yeah, um, she always used to say she knew when I came home. She knew when I turned her. Oh, for want of a better word, I had a horrific job. Mm. She said, you know, I was quiet. Mm. Um, my whole demeanour was different. Mm. Um, just leave me alone until I was ready to talk. And did you talk? Oh, yeah. 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 It's just, I can't even imagine, I say this all the time when I talk to paramedics, it takes a special kind of person to do what you guys do. 
And you're right. If you're not on the job, you couldn't you couldn't imagine it. I can't watch news stories that involve sick kids, let alone attending jobs. You know, that would be the hardest part, I would imagine. It is. Um, it, for myself, I, I, I just – I would never show on the job that I was shitting myself. Mm. Uh, and <laughs> lots of times I was. Mm. I, I'd just walk in and go, oh, my God, you know, but – but the persona you, you just showed was totally different to that. You know, you were in charge, you were, you were in control of everything. And, you know, and, and, but uh, there was lots of times that you know, I was panicking. Mm. Yeah. But, um, especially in the early days when you didn't have the backup. Mm. Um, now, it's, uh, I, I know Mildura is still uh, code one, lights and sirens are still 40, 45 minutes away. Mm. Um, but you knew that they were coming. Uh, so, in the early days, no, you were, you were it. Mm. There was no backup. Um, yeah, so it's big improvements. Mm. Still a tough job, though. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. What about the first day that this bright-eyed <laughs> go? I knew you were going to make it about you. <laughs> yeah, go on. Give us your first impressions of Charlie when he started, please, and be honest, brutally <laughs> honest if good. need be. And keep it PC. <laughs> <laughs> or not. <laughs> uh, look, the ACOs, every one of them when they first start, they, they walk in, um, even though they've done the training and they're going to go out on the road, they're all the same. They're panicking. They, they are. They, they, they're wondering what's going to happen, how they're going to go. What, you know, to, and I, I can remember, and it wasn't an ACO, it was a paramedic, and it was his first day here and he'd just finished. He'd been an ACO and he'd become a paramedic. And we went out to an accident and I, and I was driving and I like to drive fast. And we were, we were heading out the road at 150, 160 and this paramedic goes, what's the first thing we're going to do, Cole, when we get there? You know, what, do you, what am I going to have to get – what do I do? What am I going to have? And I said to him, why don't we just wait until we get there and we'll have a look? <laughs> so and, and he, <laughs> that's what Cole's known for. <laughs> Every job you go to, what are we going to do, Cole? Oh, we'll just go and have a look, will we? <laughs> yeah, we'll just. Yeah, we'll, well, don't you have to assess the situation yeah. first? Yeah, yeah. makes sense. You could, you could, on the way out, you could sort it. If you if you were given a hint of what it was going to be, you could prepare some of it. But nine times out of ten, you get out there and it wasn't what we were given in in the first place. So. I, as Charlie just said, I always used to wait till I got there and have a look. Mm. Getting back to my story, the first anyway, this paramedic when he when he left Robinvale, had his gave him a send off, and he says, gets up and had to give his speech as you as you always do, and, um, and he said he can remember the first day, and he told the story about us going out to this praying, and and he said, and I looked at Colin, he's just sitting there, he said one hand on the steering wheel, and we're sailing down the road at one hundred and sixty. And uh, and he's, you know, I said to him, "What are we going to? What do we do?" And he goes, "Well, just have a look." <laughs> he said, "And I can remember that." And he said, "And it stuck with me." He said, "I've done the same thing since." So um, I don't think this is about me. This story, but that one. But uh, just for the record, there is a lot of ACOs that Cole's well seen go mm. through the system and become paramedics. Mm. There is. You're right. Yes. Like that could be. Well, what? 
Um, oh, six of them. Who is it? Is well, it's me, uh, Quint, Nathan, Carnage. Oh yeah, Carnage. Um, Joe McSwain. Yeah, Emma. Andrew, Emma. Monique. Sam? You would have trained Sam too? Yeah, yeah, trained yeah. Sam. She didn't become a paramedic, but she would have liked to have. Mm. Is she still an ACO? Yes. Yep. So, And each one of those would remember, because you know what it's like when you look back on your bosses from when you first started in your career and you remember certain things that they've said. So there'd be more than that guy that have has hung on to your words of wisdom on their first day. I think you find that every ACO that's worked with Cole will have that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> What are some of your other pearls of wisdom that you've passed on? <laughs> yeah, go. <Cole. laughs> <laughs> uh, no, nah, we won't go there. Why not? No, 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 no. Hey, well, Cole's here actually. Uh, mm. AGM, the auxiliary one. You know how it was going to be, what did I say, the 30th of August? August, yeah. Uh, pretty sure that can't happen mm. <laughs> due to new restrictions. So, um, Again, I think we put my number in the paper, so we might try and do Zoom. Mm. Otherwise, it'll never get done. Hey, speaking of the restrictions and people not wearing masks and resisting and all that kind of thing, what's your take on it, Cole, from a health professional point of view? Do you want me to say what yes. I think of Yes, yes, I do. Bloody idiots! They are dickheads. While people are walking around not wearing masks, especially if they've been checked and positive. It's never going to end. Mm. But if you check them being positive, just stay home. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, like they did, what, 400, 4,000? Yeah, one in four. And, and were home. 800 weren't home. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's just ridiculous. It's just insane, isn't it? It is. That's just crazy. Yeah. Like, Even if you're just protecting yourself. Yeah. If mm. you haven't got it, it's mm. just. Well, you can see the flip side of those people in Melbourne who need to go to work, I suppose. <coughs> Not if they're sick or if they've yeah. just been tested. But some people but now, but now are under a lot of financial that, pressure at the moment. Yeah, but but now that the, the federal government, I think it is, has bought in that um, if yeah, you haven't you got any sick leave, you get a fifteen hundred dollars yeah. a fortnight. Mm. Uh, yeah. Stay home, sit on your butt, and get paid. Mm. How good's that? Yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. Mm. What are you going to do with your spare time now, Cole? Well, filling my time in so far. Oh, good. Uh, doing what? Around the house, doing things. Uh, the house finished. After all the renovations, that, what an awesome project that was! It was. Mm. It just, um, I still don't believe it. I've, I'm blown away by it. I can't understand why, why people would want to do that for us. I mean, it's just I, I don't understand it. But I'm very grateful. Who, very um, grateful. who, who can we thank on the podcast? Was it Anne Jayenko that did the coordination? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. She was the one that got the ball rolling, and it was it was only to start with. It was only supposed to be. Um, Put in an ensuite and a walking road, mm. and it ended up being practically the whole house mm. renovated. Mm. Um, I, I don't know what the eventual value of it was, but it's it's thousands. Um, Phil Lamartine, I put a lot into it. I've got to thank him. He was yeah, he put. He's good, Phil, and he doesn't like to be publicly he, thanked. He doesn't. And, no, and um, I, I do know he put a lot of money into it. Mm. I can't thank him enough, mm. so, uh, as well as everybody else. Mm. So, yeah, it was great. Mm, Bruce did a lot of the building stuff as well, didn't he? Yeah, Bruce Graham yeah. did, yes. I remember him sending me some some photos of Taylor when the bath oh. first went in yeah. and just the look of happiness on her face. Mm. And I think, to be honest, Colt, that's, that's why people 
will do it. You know, it's a sense of community. Mm. And when there's a job that needs to be done, people will gather around, especially when you look at her face mm. and she's smart. Well, why yeah. wouldn't you want to yeah. chip in and help? And you'd been working on that house before Taylor was born. I remember going there the first time when Luke and I first started seeing one another and it was under construction. That was going to be one of my projects when I uh, finished work, but uh, now I've got to find something else yeah, to do. I'm sure you'll find something else to do. We need some uh, soundproofing panels done in here, so that'll keep you busy for a week or so. <laughs> Nordo made those ones, so it can't be too hard. Oh, what are you saying about Nordo skills? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> No, he's great on the tools. Yeah. Um, just another thing about being proud, um, mm. Emma is going to be working out of Robinvale uh, next, next month. Week. This week. Is she? Week, this week. Oh, no, no, Michael's. Towards Michael's the end of, the, uh, end of this month. Yeah. Mm, she's been seconded to Robinvale, hasn't she? Mm. Mm. Is that to fill your shoes? No, Quentin's seconded into my position and Emma's into his. Well, that'll be good to have Emma here, won't it? Yes. Carrying on the family legacy. <laughs> <laughs> um, next time you come in and hopefully when restrictions are lifted, we'll get Di and Tay in as well and have a chat. Mm. I've been saying to Di for a long time, we'll have to get you in, but then the COVID thing happened and everything else. And it's one of those things that Taylor being in her in the situation she's in, you, you wouldn't want to be taking her out right. anyway because we can't trust other people to be doing the right thing. It's become very apparent, mm. hasn't it? Yes. Cole, thank you very much. No worries. It's been very enjoyable. Come and talk to us again. <laughs> Bring some stories next time. <laughs> See you at uh, Happy Valley Store for a coffee. It's about you. It's about all of us together. It's what we need to do. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about all of us together. It's what we need to do. It's about all of us together. It's what we need to do. It's what we need to do. Together. It's what we need to do. See, no. We need to do. <laughs> no, that's it. You and Paul can do a duet. It'll be great. Yeah. How are you, Noel? It's been a while since we've heard from Southern Cross Business Advisors. How are you? Going well, Jade. Thank you very much. You like enjoy that little jingle, do you? I did actually, just got me in harmony. Very nice, thanks. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I don't know whether it's actually working in Melbourne where it was produced and what it was produced for, but... That's fine. Hey, we've got a few tax questions. Oh, but first, how you been? Oh, yep. yeah. I've yeah. been going well. Yeah, no, things are going well. We just, um, obviously, the uh, logistics of, of operating the office and, and um, just appointments and things like that this week has been challenging, but we'll... Like every other business, we'll just work through it. Before we get into the tax questions, can I ask about uh, making appointments? Are you, you can. Are you guys doing what are you doing? Like just over the phone ones, or no Zoom? Like no, it's a Zoom like this. So let's let's go. What? Um, how do you want to start? <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, like, but not just for me, for other people as well. A lot of phone appointments, Zoom appointments, um, and, and by appointment, uh, face by face, if required. But we're just limiting it to certain rooms in the, in the building. Fair enough, you'd have a nice big boardroom there that would be private. Yeah, we're doing. We are, we're just finishing off some renos at the moment, so we have got a number of number of meeting rooms. Yeah. Well, it's not an essential service, really, so you can't really go, is it? Or I would suggest that accountants are an essential service. How is it classified, though, Noel? Yeah, we're deemed an essential service. Yeah. No. Not like the banking industry, banking and finance. Yeah. Without no. numbers, it's hard hard for the 
I can borrow money and things like that. Right, we've got some questions to fire at you, Noel, and we've had actually quite a bit of feedback. I don't know how you go, but I've had quite a bit of feedback from people going, we are loving the free tax advice. (laughs) (laughs) Not so good for you, Noel. (laughs) No, but these are from people that... just hope it's accurate, that's all. Well, these are from people that don't live in the region. These are, I've had Melbourne people um, send me text messages and, and the like thanking us for the, the tax advice and at least the having a discussion around it. So that's positive. That's great. First is. is JobKeeper. What are yep. the tax requirements? Do you have, is that an income that you have to um, declare at the end of the year? How is this all going to work? Yes, yeah, so uh, that's a good question. So what's happened now is that the JobKeeper is taxable, it is assessable. Um, you, we, on your MyGov accounts, we, we get what's called the pre-fill reports. They're identified as a, as a separate allowance that is taxable and with tax withheld. So it is a taxable payment to those recipients. So is tax withheld before the 1500 or should you be withholding a portion of that 1500 a fortnight to go towards your bill because if you're not careful and you're on it for a long time, you could end up with a bill. So the employer withholds it like they do on your normal salary. Oh, right. So if it's a, the usual job keeper, 1500 a fortnight, there'd be, you notice it'd be $204 withheld mm. per fortnight. Right. Okay. So what if there are some sole traders that have qualified for job keeper? Would it be the same there? Because obviously they're their own employers. They should be withholding that $204 no, so sole traders are not employed as such. So they'll deal with their, their tax component at the end of the tax year. It will just be added on as accessible income in their tax return. So there's no obligation to withhold in that circumstance. Is there anything new coming out for sole traders or small businesses? Like in terms of JobKeeper or...? Well, everything in general. Like, what's like? see how there's new restrictions coming in. Have they released anything? Well, the, remember the restrictions are the st- stage three in the, the lockdown stage for metropolitan Melbourne. That's Victoria at this stage. And the ATO is a federally administrated system. So um, they'd have to make some exceptions in the ATO law for certain postcodes, perhaps, to relax some of these um, rules. There's been some talk in Victoria where they're looking to relax some of the eligibility criteria, in particular for JobKeeper 2, in relation to declining turnover tests. But that's just been um, uh, just some commentary at this stage and nothing's, nothing formally has been announced. But, yeah, you're right, Charlie. Potentially, Victoria may receive some more concessions, in particular metropolitan Victoria from a federal level. So we've been hearing a lot in the last week or so, or probably longer than that, people that are sole traders, Noel, um, that don't employ people are struggling to get any benefits at all. What What's the issue there and is there anything that can be done? Well, if they, if they satisfy the decline in turnover test as a sole trader, they should be eligible for, for JobKeeper in relation to if they're not eligible for JobKeeper and depending on their partner's circumstances, it does make it difficult to obtain JobSeeker or you still have a business and earning an income as well. So it really drills down to each and everyone's circumstance in relation to that. But um, I understand what you're saying and, and, and clients have experienced a little bit more difficulty being a sole trader. Like anyone in business, um, you need to tick a few more boxes if you're simply an employee or you're an employee and, and you're on the platform and you're eligible. So... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just overcoming. It's just like it is a case by case uh, scenario. 
Yeah, and it's difficult because you see these, um, like we had the $10,000 small business grant in the beginning and now we've had another $5,000 one. But again, sole traders that don't employ people, not eligible for that, but still got the overheads and the bills. Yeah, that, that's right. So that, that just fallen through the net in that particular example. And then there was another 5,000 issue uh, announced this week, but that was just for metropolitan areas in Melbourne. So yeah, that, that's a bit of a, a bit of a trap. I mean, the whole theme behind those Vic government grants was that you needed to employ, and if you're just a sole a sole trader and you don't employ, um, you wouldn't be eligible in that circumstance. Is is the super thing still going? The super that we can take out to twenty grand of super, up to twenty grand. Yeah, so yeah, so it's ten thousand dollars before June thirty, and ten thousand dollars after, provided you can demonstrate you've had a decline in income of twenty percent or yeah. more. There's been a bit of an issue around that. That's been in the news, particularly the last few weeks where people have noticed that when they withdraw the money, they're almost cleaning out their super. Bad idea. Yeah, I was never, never favourable of the idea, and I think I might have heard that in a previous podcast, that um, it really does detract from the eventual savings. So anyone sort of in their early to mid-40s um, would effectively, if the 10000 could actually equate to, to 50000 So if you were by withdrawing twenty, it could actually reduce your, your little uh, nest egg by up to 100000 Mm. Um, in at retirement age and so and not only that I, I know being on the on the cold front that um, at this stage um, a little bit more need, perhaps needs to be done in terms of policing it um, it just seems a little bit of a, a, a free-for-all hop on the ATO website and, and withdraw your super um, but there are eligibility criteria but it's all self-assessment so until someone asks a question that's um it seems like you can access your money. Uh, interesting. What about um, the instant tax write, tax write off? That's still going, isn't it? Until end of the yeah. oh. thirty one December, Charlie. Yeah, yeah. That's the hundred fifty thousand dollars instant asset write off. That I know I spoke about that um, in a bit of detail in the last podcast. It's still available, and it's um, which is which is very handy uh, for those those clients that um, or those businesses that couldn't supply the goods by thirty June. And that's that's really what happened. And what we're finding now, a lot of a lot of businesses, um, I don't know if you've noticed, um, a lot of the car yards seem a little bit empty. Um, if, if you go to any sort of machinery, motorbikes, things like that, it, it's um, the supply of goods have, has, has dried up. Mm. Um, so it's becoming um, a bit of a challenging time for those in retail that, that are still open mm. that, that can't obtain the stock. And, and then hence, how do you get the tax benefit if you can't obtain the stock? So I wouldn't be surprised if there's another extension to that particular that particular government incentive. Mm. I know Ben's having at Piney Ford is having a lot of trouble getting stock, but at the same time he's inviting trade in. So at least that there's a, a used car market there as well, um, just to sort of fill a little bit of a hole because it is really hard to get stock of of anything now. But vehicles, it's it is what it is. I guess that's a term we're hearing a lot. Yeah. In the- <laughs> I'm almost over that, and I'm pretty so I, can, so I can talk a little bit about JobKeeper two. Just a couple of the features. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. Go for it. Is JobKeeper two? Is that yeah. the name for the round? That's 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 the name. Yes, that's the the name. Us um, quirky accountants are kicking around. <laughs> JK two. So crazy, crazy. Kids. Um, we, we live. We are crazy. So so it's it's actually split into two parts. There's a there's extension one, which which rides till the 2nd of January 2021. So it starts on the 27th of September, where the $1,500 a fortnight gets cut back to $1,200 a fortnight 
for employees and $750 a fortnight for your sole traders and what they call business participants. But in order, in order to be eligible for that, you, you need to show a decline in turnover for not only the June quarter, but also the September quarter. So it's important that this one's not based on any projections. It's, it's based on actual decline in turnover for those two quarters. Then from the 2nd of Jan to 27th of March, that's extension number two, where employees will receive a reduction of $1,000 per fortnight and the sole traders or business participants will receive $650 a fortnight. But for that one, you need to show a decline in turnover for three quarters, mm. June, September and December. So the whole projections um, are not relevant anymore. It's not as, uh, I suppose, um, the criteria is a lot more strict than what it was um, in JobKeeper 1. So it just does target those businesses that have genuinely experienced a decline in turnover rather than a projected decline in turnover. But that all translates to um, <laughs> funding from from the government. And um, if I'll just roll off a couple of numbers here for you, if that's all right. Um, so we're not having a formal federal budget until until October, but the um, the actual deficit um, was 86 million, but the forecast, uh, 86 billion, sorry, the forecast is, is to increase by over 200% to 184 billion. But I suppose if, if the federal government was a small business and I was consulting to them, you'd sort of say, well, okay, um, if your income was down 13% this year. We expect your loss to double next year. We expect your debt to go up by a third next year. And, and by the way, you need to find a new bank to find some more money. Um, if that's your advice you're giving a small business to the federal government, you, you'd walk out of the room with a, with a headache, wouldn't you? So... Um, there's certainly some work to do, um, and the government have done a fantastic job to get the money out there by, by raising, raising funds through government bonds and various other sources that they can, they can raise funds, but the funds are raised via debt. That's the instrument. It's the debt offering um, various countries or various um, large corporations and super funds returns on money overseas, um, and it, it does need to be paid back. Um, and we're in a low world, low interest rate environment. But there are some concerns in the industry to say, well, okay, these promised tax cuts in 2023, 24 onwards, we just become a little bit sceptical knowing that what's coming in terms of, of the federal government, you know, the, the main revenue source is, 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 is tax collection. And um, so unless they can find some other revenue sources, maybe they, maybe they will through um, foreign investment or, or whatnot, or there may be some uh, industry that can really develop export markets. But... Um, on the balance, um, yep, this is a it's 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 funded through debt and and it doesn't need to be paid back. We ha- I saw Sam Dastiari came out today suggesting that, um, and I think he's just trying to stay relevant, but he suggested that uh, paying for some of this debt um, could see, or he suggested that there be a one percent COVID tax added to um, to income to income or I, don't, I didn't read too much into the details, and even if I did, I probably wouldn't understand it, which is why we're talking to you, Noel. Yeah. What do you think about that? Would that offset some of this debt or help the economy at all? Well, the consumer tax it seems to make more sense, and, and we feel as though there may be some inclination to dial that up to 12 14 or 15% to help claw back some of this, this deficit. So if it's a situation where user pays, if you want to spend, you pay, if you want to work hard and save, will you benefit on the other side? That seems to be a fairer philosophy. Um, the, on the flip side of that, you know, if we have everyone in the country saving money, 
um, it's it's not a good outcome for the economy because it just gets stored, the cash gets stored in bank accounts and it doesn't help the wheels turn. So, you know, I wouldn't swap I wouldn't swap jobs with the policymakers in Treasury at the moment because they're going to need to find that happy medium. And it's um, just to keep the wheels moving, try and keep the confidence up and, and, and also to get those tax rates like, you know, they've got a series of levers in front of them. They need to push and pull and, and there'll be a little bit of testing, a little bit of flexing on some of that. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see what comes out of the October budget because they, they just needed another four or five months to, to see what, how the dust was going to settle. I don't think it has settled yet, but what I take out of what you just said is that saving money doesn't help the economy. <laughs> so what I'm hearing is go shopping and support the local economy. That's not my advice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it might not be your advice, but that's what I'm hearing. That's what you got out of it. <laughs> <That's> all... <laughs> I'm going to say to Luke, today, you said we're going to spend more money. Oh, I call it supporting the local economy. Yeah, yeah. That sounds all very complicated. So I suppose if people want more details, they need to contact you and the accountants and your wonderful team at Southern Cross Business Advisors. Don't yeah, thanks, Jay. Yep. And also um, we have some good tools and resources on our website as well. So we are still open for business, a lot of Zoom, phone meetings, um, and face-to-face meetings are limited just during this little period of time. Um, but we'll just hope we can, we can uh, work through it and uh, look forward to showing clients our uh, you know, renovated um, meeting rooms that we've been working on for the last four months and they'll be finished by the end of next week, which will be great. Noel, thank you very much. We won't keep you much longer because I know you're very, very busy. But um, thanks for updating us and we'll check in with you again soon. Thanks, Jade. Thanks, Charlie. Running a small business can be all-consuming. You worry about everything. But choose a Ford commercial vehicle and then that's one less thing to think about. Like the Ford Transit Custom 340S Auto for only $45,590 drive away. Plus, get up to three years free scheduled servicing until September 30. So move it and get to your participating Ford dealer now. Recommended price for ABN holders only. T's and C's apply. See Ford.com.au for details. Get details on the website, pioneerford.com.au. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd add that in there as a recording so you could have your little oh, bit. Good. Yeah. Good. Do you like that? Yeah. It's good. Excellent. I'm so happy. Well, that was a great episode. <laughs> I feel like you're t- just taking the piss. I am. <laughs> Why? <laughs> uh, anyway. Don't you um, take your job seriously? I do. Uh, what have you been up to, Jade? Have you been running? How's your um, foot? That's what I want to know. Do you really? Yeah. Um, well, I went I'm sure for my the listeners f- do. I went for my – I don't think we've publicised really that I've been injured for the past six weeks anyway. Yeah, they could tell in your voice. Why? Because I felt so depressed. Yeah. And I, you know what? <laughs> no, they couldn't. On that, no, they couldn't. I'm, uh, I am an absolute professional. Yeah, professional. Um, but I did find in week four, three, four, I was, I really fell into a hole. I was not happy at all. But I went for a run yesterday. First real run. But when I say real, I mean I shuffled around the track. And it's pulled up a bit sore today, so. Oh. Anyway, Didums. you're quiet today. What's no, wrong not, with you? I'm not as excited as going into the last lockdown. <laughs> <sighs> oh. I just remembered how boring it is. Yeah. Although I do have some series to watch on Netflix. Like what? Uh, the Umbrella Academy. What's the Umbrella Academy? Well, watch the first one. That was pretty good. You know what? We could do this on the podcast. Give us something to talk about. <laughs> you watch, you binge watch these series on Netflix well, and tell worry. us what to I will watch. Be, probably tomorrow we'll be binge watching the Umbrella Academy. Yeah. What's it about? Give us the give us the four one one. I don't know what the four. I don't know either. 
<laughs> and something you hear on, I don't know. Anyway, go. Uh, right. <laughs> so just briefly, it's about a group of kids who, uh, well, they grow up and they find out they have superpowers and they can do stuff. No, it's good though. How do you know? You haven't watched it. No, I've watched the first series. Oh, you watched so the first is, series. The second series started, it started last week. Right. Well, it started Friday. What um, other series are on the watch list? Don't know. Good to have a look. I've got to get back to it. Did you watch Afterlife? Yes. I really liked that. That was good. I did too, but it was such an emo- emotional roller coaster. The first one was worse. Oh, my gosh. Because the first one got me off guard. Yeah, it got me off guard too because it was Ricky Gervais and I expected belly laughs, which yeah, I got. Which you did, but then also it was sadness. Yeah, yeah, you got belly laughs, but then straight away you're hit back over the head with mm. sadness. Yeah, but good, oh. it was good. Yeah, it was good. So you haven't got anything else on the watch list? I probably have, but uh, I've still got to watch the, the final series of Suits. I haven't done that yet. Oh, haven't you? No, I know. Yeah. Season nine. Gee well, whiz, you're a bit no, behind. No Megan Markle. So well, Megan Markle. Mm. So the incentive lacks, I guess. Yeah. So I can, uh, I'll watch it, I suppose. <laughs> She's not the only one on that show. Yeah. No, Yeah. No, but Mike's good. And he's not going to be on there either, is he? Mm, I've never watched it. Oh. It's just one of those things. I didn't start, so I'm not going to start now. Uh, I've also got to try and get through the last series of House of Cards. Oh, good show. Well, it was until they took out Kevin Spacey. Well, they took out Kevin Spacey for a good reason, Charlie. He's what? a predator. No, well, so, yes. But uh, we were talking about this the other day. I can't remember who it was with, but uh, now I don't condone what he done, but it was. (gasps) Don't follow that with a but? It was when he was 19. But then there was other people coming out saying that on sets of things like House of Cards that he had that. Oh, I didn't know about that. I thought it was just something from like 40 years ago for him. No, I think he's um, he's done. He'll never work in Hollywood again. Yes. Done. Sad, though. Mm. Great. He was. He was a great actor, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, I started watching the last series of House of Cards, but it's just not the same. No. I haven't watched it for a long time either. I find it really hard to sit still and watch and binge watch things. It has to be done late at night for me. Yeah. Mm. The kids. Oh, not even the kids. Just I could be out doing other things. Like what? Like, not, not now you can't. You're in, well, as of tomorrow. Yeah, but we live on a farm. Oh, that's true. For those of us that are lucky enough to live on farms, not a huge amount from day-to-day life, apart from not being able to go to go work to and, you know, all that kind of stuff, not a lot changes. Yeah, it's true. Peyton has an, a motocross track in the front yard now, so, you know, yeah. we're sweet. <laughs> you know, it's not going to be that easy for everybody else, but. You have to buy your own motorbike now. Well, I have got one. No, Bigger one. A better one? Yeah. Yeah, mine's embarrassing. A faster one. I don't know that I need a faster one. But this one that I've got is, it's embarrassing. I wouldn't ride it anywhere else than the farm. Why? Because it's one of those cheap, imported, uh, put together. Schmishibishi type things. Oh, not even. Oh. I don't, you wouldn't know what it is because the stickers that are on it are just whatever came off the factory line on the day. Uh, yeah, one of those cheap Chinese imports. But I paid like $500 for it. Oh, you get what you pay for, mate. Well, you do get what you pay for, and I absolutely subscribe to that. But I bought it to prove a point that I would actually – first of all, that I can actually ride. Second of all, that I would actually ride. I mean, you didn't do your foot on the motorbike, did you? Did you? Not technically. Oh, just wondering. No, just wondering. <laughs> 
I might have talked to Luke later about this. <laughs> not technically. I haven't come off it. I've still not come off my motorbike. You don't need to. It's it's done. I'm out of the moon boot. We're good. Yeah. We're good to go. Good. Moving forward now. We're not, not looking back. No, that's right. Uh, from next week, we're going to be back on Zoom podcasting. Mm. This is going to be interesting, isn't yeah. it? Back to Zooms. Because mm. uh, I, I think I mentioned about uh, the auxiliary meeting, mm. which I don't know if we can hold an AGM over Zoom. I'm going to have to get a hold, get in contact with the auxiliary people. Depend what's in the constitution, they, I guess. Yeah, and well, I doubt it. There'd be something about it has to be in person, would there? Well, I don't know. Depends how long ago it was written because technology's taken off a lot in the last 10 years as far as not having yeah. to have face-to-face meetings, etc. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, if you would like to come along, give me a call. I'm sure we can work something out. It's definitely not going to be on at the golf club mm. because, well, they, they're back to no people inside, aren't they? They are. Yep. Takeaway only. Yep. Which includes which okay. potato cakes. Oh, I've got to go down there and get some. I can't believe you still haven't. I know. What is wrong with you? I know, I know. Goodness me. Righto. Well, then I guess until next week, On there's Zoom. nothing else to report. Uh, Have any other questions? Uh, Paula Roger wants you to run for council. I saw that. Oh, actually, I wrote that down. Where did I write it? Do you want me to turn off the outro yes, music? Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, council nominations are open. Yes, they are. Yes. So uh, can you clear up that you will or will not be? Oh, I cleared that up. On Facebook yesterday. Yeah, but, but don't everyone's um, on Facebook. No, you're dead right. Thank goodness. Yes, I am. It was also in the paper last week. Yes, I am. I will re-nominate. Right. It will be very different from here. So there's a new – we've covered this before. There's a new Local Government Act coming in, Local Government Act 2020, as opposed to Local Government Act 1989. Oh, Our municipality will be unsubdivided, which means – you're looking at me really blankly going – No, no, I'm thinking about that this could be – Disastrous or could be good? It could be disastrous. It could be really good. It's the only way that Robin Vale could have more than one councillor from this part of the municipality because it would never have happened otherwise. Yeah, but could it also mean if we get two people who split the votes 50-50, mm. will that be enough to, like, yep. pick out someone from Swan Hill? Yes. Ah. Yes, well, there you go, kids. So, Get yeah. On it. So, if there, I've got it. Are out. I have. I reposted it on Facebook. <laughs> yes, you have. Yeah. You're the only one that ever goes into bat for me, and I do appreciate that, Charlie. Yeah. Thanks. There is mandatory online training that needs to be done too, which is a great thing because I don't think I don't think sometimes people understand how involved it is and how much time it takes. So the the online training now will be a really good thing. Yeah. Yeah. So you should nominate. I've tapped a couple of people on the shoulder and asked and? the question. One has said no. One has said let me think about it. I've got two more but to also, target. Uh, it'd be good to have someone from totally different point of view. Mm. Yeah. Well, oh, that's democracy, isn't it? Yeah. Debating and yeah. yeah, absolutely. could think of a few people that always seem to uh, know better. Oh, well. Oh, look, Cole's rang me. <laughs> Should I put him on? <laughs> Sure, why not? Hey, Cole. Uh, Friday morning. We're, we're still actually uh, doing it, so you're on the outro now. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Friday morning, it's up. All right, I'll see you later. Cole just checking in when it's going to be up. Yep. Right. Now, I have to go and get children. All right. So. Good times. It is good times. 
It's all very succinct now, isn't it? This whole pod- podcast recording day, all over and done with in an hour. Oh, perfect. Wonderful. Two hours for you. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but by the time I chop it down, it's an hour. Uh. Excellent. Thanks for coming, Charlie. We'll see you on Zoom mm. next week. week. I'm back at work next week. Are you? Mm. Mm. Enjoy that. Yeah, it'll be fun. Well, at least you get to see people. Yeah. Mm. Good. Mm. Excellent. All Ciao. Right. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Vale Podcast, driven by Pioneer Ford, Robin Vale. It's worth the drive. Remember to support our sponsors and shop local. Subscribe at thevalepodcast.com.au.